What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, a couple more big-time signings to announce. The big news coming out now is that the Red Sox are going to sign Trevor Story. They're in agreement with him on a six-year, $140 million contract, and it has an opt-out after the fourth year. However, Boston can negate that opt-out by adding a seventh-year option which would bring it total to seven years, 160 million guaranteed. So that that's kind of what it is. It's it's one of those weird things. It's six years, 140 for now, but it could become seven, 160, or Story could exercise his opt out out of the um, out of the contract. But he's guaranteed six years, 140, regardless if he if he wants it. So he's gonna take over at second base with Xander Bogart staying on as the shortstop. And Alex Cora has confirmed that plan. This is interesting because Xander Bogarts has an opt-out in his contract after the end of this season, which he will most likely take. That is because Xander Bogarts is underpaid. He only He's only owed $60 million over the next three years. That's 20 a year. Someone as good as Bogarts could definitely command more, and he's probably going to take advantage of the market in order to get that. So if Bogarts opts out and he leaves, the Red Sox could slide Story over to shortstop. You know, Bogarts could always come back, but we just don't know what's, what the future holds. You know, another team could swoop in and decide to give him more money than Boston's willing to. But as we've seen in the past couple years, never rule out a free agent returning to the team that they just played for. We've seen that happen a lot more in recent years than ever before. A lot of team, a lot of guys just sign right back and we've just seen that happen a lot so i would not necessarily think that bogarts is leaving boston but he's definitely going to be getting a new contract at the end of the season from somebody from some team he'll be a free agent because he's going to opt out so for 2022 though bogey will be at short story will play second enrique hernandez kike hernandez he's going to be a regular in the outfield he's going to be playing the outfield Story did miss some of last year with an injury to his throwing elbow. And that led some scouts to believe that he would be best utilized at second base because that was his throwing elbow, obviously. But now we're going to get a chance to see if his arm can rebound in any way because he's going to have a shorter throw from second base now. So that's going to take some pressure off his arm. Maybe they'll see at the end of the season, hey, can he go back to shortstop? You know, after giving him some time to rest that arm. But that remains to be seen. We'll see how that goes. But this is a bit of a surprise. I mean, the Red Sox were named in the past few days. But the fact that they're going, they finally do go out and get a big name free agent, I think puts, you know, a lot of Red Sox fans at ease after having some big expectations for the offseason and not really seeing much until now. That helps them feel really good. Elsewhere in the AL East, I know a lot of Yankees fans are upset at this. You know, they were hoping to get either Story or Correa, but it's very clear now that the Yankees know who their guy is at shortstop, and that is Anthony Volpe, the prospect that is coming up the pipeline who should be in the majors in another year or so, in about a year, probably 2023. I mean, if not late this year, but I think 2023 is his ETA for the major leagues, and that means the Yankees are really betting on this kid because they could have afforded either of these deals. You know, the Red Sox are giving 23 million a year to Story, they're giving, and then the Twins are giving 35 million a year to Correa for three years. But 
the Yankees could have afforded that. It just means that they don't want to block their up-and-coming prospect. So we'll see what Anthony Volk can do when he does make it to the big leagues, but the Yankees are obviously very high on him. So this also closes the book. This deal closes the book on this year's mega class of free agent shortstops where we saw Trevor Story, Carlos Correa, Corey Seager, Javier Baez, and Marcus Semyon all sign new deals. And going into the offseason, it was expected by many people that you know certain teams like the Yankees would be big players, but they just sat on the sidelines. So I know a lot of Yankees fans are not happy with that, but hey, we'll see. You don't necessarily have to sign these big names in order to win games. I mean, obviously it helps. The talent helps. I mean, if you look historically who has been winning the World Series, but um, look at the Braves last year. You know, they had they did it with homegrown talent, a lot of homegrown talent. But obviously the Dodgers the year before did it with big name signings. And then in 2019, the Washington Nationals did it with a mix. So we don't know what 2022 is going to hold. But obviously, if you're in that AL East, I think the teams you should be afraid of are the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. Those are the teams that you should definitely be afraid of. But the Yankees are still good. They're going to be very good. They're going to do their normal thing where they'll probably have a few lulls here and there. I think the the down the down times, you know, when the Yankees aren't playing well, are just magnified because they're a big market team playing in New York. So we hear about it a lot more. But then when they get really hot, of course, we hear about that too. They'll go on, rip off double-digit game win streaks and things like that. So I can see the Yankees having a similar season to that this year. As for the Red Sox, you know, they're just getting more reinforcements, plenty of reinforcements, and that's what they need. Um, I mean, that lineup is going to be very strong. Devers, Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, Trevor Story, you know, guys like that are going to hit. They're going to be the engine that makes this lineup tick. But, you know, the pitching is is going to be something they'll have to figure out. Can they get another, not figure out, but I, I would say, you know, they had some strong seasons last year from certain guys. Can they get another good season from Nathan Evaldi? You know, can they continue to get good pitching from, from guys who are supposed to throw well? They lost Eduardo Rodriguez. So, you know, who will who will be the next man up that steps into that role? Tanner Houck, can he handle an expanded role as a young pitcher? Time will tell. The other signing I wanted to discuss was that the Marlins have grabbed Jorge Soler off the open market. So they agreed to a three-year, $36 million contract with him. So he has an opt-out after each season, but you know it's three years, $12 million a year on average. And he's got some incentives in there based on playing time that could actually boost, boost the value of his contract as well significantly based on plate appearances. But this signing is, is great for the Marlins. You know, the Marlins had... One free agent splurge early in the winter. Before the lockout, they signed Avisal Garcia to a four-year, $53 million deal. And it was said over and over again they were looking for another bat. Castellanos was linked to them, but you know they don't want to spend that much money. They go out and get Jorge Soler. Jorge Soler is, is a lethal bat. Remember, he led the American League with 48 home runs in 2019. That was you know, a monster season for him. And, you know... We know he has pop, but you know last year was was a bit of a rough start, and the Royals ended up trading him to the Braves. You know he only hit 192 with 13 home runs with the Royals, and he was traded with the Braves, and the switch seemed to be flipped. You know, at 269 with 14 homers, over 242 player appearances, just like the Jorge Soler we saw in Kansas City a couple years ago, and then he 
He popped off in the playoffs, ended up winning World Series MVP, and was really good. It was a huge part of that Braves World Series run. So he cashed in on that, and the Marlins are betting on the upside here. But there's plenty of upside with Jorge Soler. The power is there. Can he get to that power? I think he can. On his career, he has a 111 OPS plus. So that tells you that, you know, over a pretty solid sample size. I mean, that's also parts of eight seasons that he's played. So, Jorge Soler will be hitting some home runs in Miami. You know, it's a big ballpark, but he can hit him out of anywhere. So that's not really going to impact him. He's also a Cuban guy. I know Miami has, you know, a great Cuban community. So they're going to lift him up and he's going to reward them, hopefully. So that'll be good. He'll he'll feel welcomed in Miami for sure. So those are the couple updates I wanted to cover for now. You know, that'll do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.